everybody. Welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night. Like uh, Darren and Cole, they're, they're patrons, but I'm not a patron. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. And today we are talking about uh, the last of the, what was it, alternate ride chains, alternate bosses in the mm. first Overdress set. What are we calling them? Um, set one. Shit. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wait, is this all of them? We have... one. We have all of the alternate play styles. We don't have all the support for the TD cards yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. Yeah, it's the, yeah so it's those last two from uh, Dragon Empire and um, Brant Game. Yes. Um, including the uh, thing that everyone was like, oh my god, are they going to bring Locke back because it looked vaguely Starvader-esque? Um... They did not, by the way. Spoiler alert. <laughs> way to spoil your own... They extremely did not. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they, they went a little, like, wacko with it. Um, but uh, what do we want to start with? Do we want to start with Brandgate or Dragon Empire? Dragon Empire, because everyone's waiting for Brandgate. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Dragon Empire is, like, supremely boring. Correct. So this is the new Paladins, then? Oh, not, I, I, think, I actually think the Teenage Dragon Empire stuff's kind of cool, and this stuff's yeah. kind of not. Yeah. I'm just getting, like, early Thunderstrike flashbacks. Right, mm. right. Of course. And not even, and not just because it's, uh, they look like Desert Gunners from Narukami. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, aside from the uh, starter of Double Gun of Duststorm Bart, who has the, you know, if you wrote, wrote on it, going second draw. It has the starter effect. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting with Gunning of Duststorm Nigel, it's a grade one auto when this unit is rode upon by Cataclysmic Bullet of Duststorm Randor, that grade two, you soul charge. And then on rear, when your opponent's rear guard is retired during your main phase, you can counterblast one and retire itself and choose one of your opponent's rear guards and retire it. Hmm. That is very whatever. Yes, it is. Yes. The best part is that it soul charges on ride. That's actually the best part of this card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Randor, if someone wants to read that. Alright, hmm. so when this unit is rode upon by Heavy Artillery of Dust Storm Eugene, draw a card, put a card from drop into soul, and then auto Vanguard Rearguard. When this unit attacks, your opponent has two or less rearguards. Counter Blast 1, Soul Charge 1, and gets power plus 5,000 until end of battle. And that works on a rear as well. It's the grade two. So just riding up, so riding up just gives you a card in two soul. Yes. Assuming you put a card in your drop zone at some point or another. Which you probably will just ride deck. Fair enough. Yeah, you get a discard to do the ride deck. Um, All right. I love how it's these like crazy qualifications or like first half in the name, and then the guy's name itself is way nerdier, right? Gunning of Dust Storm, Nigel. Uh, <laughs> cataclysmic bullet of dust storm randor heavy artillery of dust storm eugene you know the kid from hey arnold that keeps getting yeah, that's hurt exactly what I think about. <laughs> now, eugene is actually has a an interesting so i don't know if we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and read eugene so it has a i think some in, an interesting some interesting stuff and i'll talk about why i think that so it has an act on vanguard circle once per turn where you can arrest two rear guards to choose one of your opponent's rear guards retire it, and this unit gets power plus 1000 so this is actually a counterblast list retire, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting and not something we've seen up to this point. I don't think. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think so. And then it can follow it up with, and the reason all these cards give you a bunch of soul, so we've seen, you know, we've seen these cards give two soul and a card, all, like, just base, right? Like, if you just ride up to Eugene, you get two two soul and a card. Yeah. And then it has another effect. If your opponent's rearguard was retired this turn, you can soul blast five, look at the same number of cards in the top of your deck as your opponent's rearguard, open rearguard circles, and um, choose any number of units from among them and call them to rearguard and put the rest into your soul. Okay. I'm... That... Okay. You know what? It is a once per turn, so you can't just do it infinitely, because that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, that'd be crazy if you could be like, all right, Soul Blast 5, choose not to call any of those, put them in Soul soul Blast again. I don't know Uh, what you would. It has to be when your opponent's rear guard is retired, so trying to set it up more than once is going to be cumbersome either way. Oh, no. No, it just says if your opponent's rear guard is retired this turn. That's a yes or no question. Yeah. So it's online once you do it once. Oh. Like 5,000 things between, then you... uh, you can activate it later. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is um, quite good. <laughs> um, so the fact that this ability costs no counterblast is really really big, and it could be up to technically a plus five, I guess. Uh, yeah. If you got an empty board and want to, you know. But you'll get no soul back. You will get no soul back, but. From like most uh, effects that like call stuff, you don't usually end up refunding your cost somewhat. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's not really a thing that happens. The closest you get was like back in Gold Paladin, where it'd be like, call the guy that when you call countercharge soul charge. That's about as close as you get. So this is really the first deck we've seen with like staying power, right? Mm-hmm. Like the ability to just like lose every like you could lose everything and soul blast five and get a board back. Like, theoretically speaking. I mean, obviously, that's not how it's going to work out all the time. But, like, if your opponent has no board, like, your opponent now, like, needs to call stuff in order to prevent the advantage from this. Yes. They are incentivized to uh, commit just to, you know, screw with this. And how much should they commit? Like, so, if they if they commit a full field, which is not easy for every deck to do, mind you. If they commit a full field... Like, you can think, like, TD Stokea, right? That's a lot of cards to commit. Mm-hmm. And, like, decks without a lot of advantage are going to, uh, you know, have to be paying, basically be playing a difficult balancing game to see how much they need to commit versus how much they need to check this, this ability. And, you know, and you're going to be able to, you know, if you can act, do his act once to retire one, to unlock it, basically, then, you know, call mm-hmm. over the column you've called, even. So, you know, you could throw down garbage. Like, here's a draw trigger, here's a random grade one, uh, rest two, pop something, soul blast five, look at top three, call three. Is something mm-hmm. that can happen, right? Yeah. Like, that's... like if you're actually if your opponent had two or three to start with, if your opponent had one open spot, that gets worse, of course. But um, it's definitely going to be very interesting to see how this plays out against, uh, and how much how much counterblast are you willing to spend on retire? Like, for example, the grade two now looks a little better with this, or uh, not the grade two, sorry, the grade one looks a little better. Uh, with this ability in mind, too. Just because your main boss monster having no counterblast means you can waste it on other stuff. That's exactly Yeah. So, so I'm, like, kind of down on this card right now. I think the ability to call anything from your deck is really strong, but like, like I said, this is reminding me of early Thunderstrike, where in theory it's a good idea, but I think right now it ends up being more awkward than anything because I don't... 
Right now, we haven't seen anything from Dragon Empire that's super worth calling. Mm. So, it feels like the board you're going to make right now, especially because you do have to do the rest too for his retire skill. You like have kind of a weak board. You're not plussing quite as much because you have to replace the things you rested. Right. And then, because your rear guards are all kind of weak right now, you end up having to pay a bunch of counter blasts to make decent columns. Oh no, I think that's completely valid. And I think a deck like this would have to play uh, very few of the great threes in their deck, mm-hmm. basically just so they have like decent things to be calling, like behind Vanguard and uh, elsewhere. So this yeah. might be a deck that actually is pretty low on great threes. I think. It's also good that this thing gets 10k off of that first effect, just because uh, being able to hit 23 on its own means, like, resting the guy behind Vanguard isn't, you know, it's not going to kill you. Right. Um, so you always have that rest, which is pretty nice. Yeah. So you can, you can even make plays like, I'm going to rest Nigel, I'm going to rest the thing behind Vanguard, counterblast, or, you know, retire something, counterblast one, retire Nigel, retire something else. Yeah. Because Nigel triggers when an opponent's or uh, when an opponent's guard is retired. Yes. Mm-hmm. So unlike the boss, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> also is, yeah. uh, you know, you know, pretty hard to uh, gauge there. But like you know, you could easily kind of chain that together to get multiple retires. So you're basically looking at counterblast one, um, you know, rest one for uh, retire two. Yeah, or rest three, sorry. thing behind Vanguard for ret- no for retire two. two. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So right. that means that so you now you've unlocked a stage uh, level t- kind of a two a, a two card activation of of uh, Eugene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with any open circle to start with. This is now a three card activation, which is really good for Soul Blast Five, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of like getting cards that are worth calling. I really think trying to hit that three card activation is going to be really big. And so looking yeah. for ways that help you get there are going to be, I think, going to be important. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Unfortunately, but... I, well, there is the order that lets you just retire however many cards you want. Oh, the a Sunlight Punishment or whatever class. it was? Oh, is right? that the team yeah. order? Yeah. Sorry, I need to read it again because I'm stupid. It's, uh, you, when you play it, it's Counterblast 1 and then, or Counterblast X and retire the same number of the opponent's stuff. So Counterblast 3, kill 3, that kind of thing. Yeah. So you could actually set up a play where you go, I'm going to counterblast two, kill kill two, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say your opponent played, has a full board. You go counterblast two, kill two. But this is like a lot of counterblasts. This is kind of a very dedicated turn here. And then you could go rest two, counterblast one uh, with Nigel, kill one, kill another with Nigel, and then call four uh, for counterblast three, though. That's really expensive. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this... Uh, this particular event and oh yeah no i don't even, i don't even this is the set order sorry i've completely lost where this order went i know it it all kind of runs together after a certain point where we're just looking at when these. was this revealed uh what sunlight punishment sometime last week it was during when i was on my trip i think that's why oh i see it i see it counterblast any number for each cb paid retired opponent's rigor. okay yeah. okay okay also uh, yeah. suddenly that crappy promo is like looking a little better just because this says gain 10k yeah which crappy promo uh the one that's like one place on rear guard circle if your opponent has no use in the same column counter blast one gets plus 10,000 but yeah that might be easier to proc now um i i'm wondering how like how do you guys see this in comparison to the other uh grade three for one of the other nations that involves soul blasting five, that being uh, violence, Bruce. 
Mm, I think this card is a much slower game plan than Violence Bruce is. Uh, Eugene is definitely looking to play a longer game and kind of outvalue you, mm-hmm. where uh, Bruce is trying to actually murder you. Yeah. In a literal sense, yes. Yeah. I, di- I think this has the potential to scale higher just because as newer broken rear guards are released, that's like better targets for you to call with him. Right, right. Because, like, right now it's just stuff like, all right, when you get hit, you drop and draw. All right. Like, just, yeah. it, 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 there's not really a lot of impact there compared to later yeah. where it's going to be like. Also, like, Bruce, everything in Final Rush just gains a bunch of power right now. Where right now you have Randor where you have to pay a counter blast to gain power. Mm-hmm. And, like, that crappy promo that also needs a counter blast. So yeah. it seems like this could end up being very resource heavy right now. So, and also looking for rear guards that kind of trade themselves, like, in the future. Like, if you have a grade two that's, like, retire, like, uh, you can, like, you know, pay some minor cost to retire itself to pop something, which is going to be really big, too. Yeah. I'm hoping that, like, so, in general, card advantage in terms of, like, hard pluses matters less in Vanguard than it does in something like Udio. It definitely doesn't matter much in V or G or, or in G or, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping maybe, like, it, while they're starting this from the ground up, that we have card advantage that maybe goes a little bit further. Like, right. later we get a card that's like, kill itself, pop two, and, like, that means something, as opposed to right. just, okay, you killed two things, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, you know, um, like, that kind of, like, plusing advantage is something that Eugene can really take advantage of with his other ability. Like, we can spend Counterblast on some, you know, even trades because the Soul Blast could be high value. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But you but you need enough consistent, good, even trades to make that Soul Blast good. Like, let's say you had a card that said Counterblast 1, retire this and another rear guard, pop okay. 2. So you're trading two of units, two of your units for two of your opponent's units. Yeah. This looks better in the context of Eugene than it does in, say, like, Nirvana, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we can look for cards like that as well. Um, and then this also is not tied to overdress, so you have like the two distinct place to like it feels distinct enough as it did with every other nation we've seen so far. Correct. So, so you have kind of the poppy guy in Eugene, and then you have the I want real big guys with uh, Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> um, anything else we want to say about uh, Eugene and Pals before moving on to no, Brandy? No, I had much more to say about Eugene than I thought I did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I love when stuff goes on like this. <laughs> just like, uh, like in the movies where you're like, all right, I'm just going to wing it and hope for the best, and then it turns out you crush it. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, moving on to uh, Brantgate. Uh, once the again... One that everyone is waiting for. Yeah, so you, you made it 15 minutes. Good job. Uh, Cardinal Fang Fovey, Favi, Phoebe. My sister's name is Phoebe. Uh, once again, if you rode going second, draw one. Cardinal Noid Rudis, uh, apologies for the terrible tweet I sent out yesterday morning. Nobody even knows what you were talking about. That's the worst <laughs> part. I, it, that's like a direct targeted tweet at me. Like, Matt knows what that is. Literally nobody else can plan it. I know what the Domino's Noid is. Nobody else does. I mean, nobody I has played it. Avoid the Noid. It, it, got a, it got a couple of likes. If anyone's seen Family Guy, it was on Family Guy, too. Uh, I, I've actually never seen that sort of family guy. I know the Noid from other places. Good. Uh, so Cardinal Noid Rudis is a, the great one. Auto when placed on Van. Search your deck for up to one world card. We will get to this in a second. Reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle. 
Uh, and then on rear during the battle that a detector boosted, if your world is Dark Knight or Abyssal Dark Knight, or I guess if, it, if I'm going to be saying it like that, it should be, if your world is Dark Knight or Abyssal Dark Knight, this unit gets plus 2k. Um, Interesting. So it's a 10k booster all the time, got it. Yeah, 10k booster. Um, <laughs> well, like for you specifically? Yeah. Yeah, of course, right. Wait, wait, no, no, it would be a 10k attacker because you're never boosting with this card, ideally. Yeah, so it's just 10k, mm. but right. I'm pretty sure you just don't want to play this. The, 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 when I was reading through these cards, I was like, wow, this deck might play one grade one. Yeah, actually, though. <laughs> All right. So I guess I'll start with one of these. So world cards are set orders, much like the prison. So Brent Gate is going to be the, um, the set order clan, I guess, which is pretty neat. And so it, you you have to soul blast one to play it firstly. Yeah. Which is also like the prison. <clears throat> do, do you have to counter blast for a prison? I can't remember. No, prison was soul blast. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So apparently all the set orders are soul blast one, which I assume that they'll make a different one at some point or other. Mm-hmm. And this is a howling moonlit night. So when it's placed in the order zone, you draw a card. Pretty neat. So it's replacing itself already. And in the order zone, uh, if your order zone has a world card, if you have one card, so you can set multiple. Um, uh, uh, order cards in the in the in the order zone, I guess. And if you have one, it's Dark Knight, and if you have two or more, it becomes Abyssal Dark Knight. So you get one for free. Yeah, from the grade one. And and Howling Moonlit Knight is one of your options, which says draw a card when placed in the order zone, which I like. Yes, uh, it's a good baseline for what you want to do when you when you when you when you waste cards on setup. You would like them to cycle. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. What else we got going on? Uh. We Love also the have the other world, which is in dark in the darkness nobody knows, so you also play it with Soul Blast 1. When it's put in the order zone, you choose one of your opponent's front row rear guards and retire it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's like plus thing in a different way, and then same order thing, where if your order zone only has world cards, one card becomes Dark Knight, two who it becomes Abyssal Dark Knight. Alright, so you have a draw one you have a draw world and you have a retire world. Yep. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. And they're like grade 2 and grade 3 respectively. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. So, you, uh, so the grade 2 world is kind of the early world where you just kind of want to, you know, fix your hand or whatever, and then your grade 3 world is the I just want to, like, deal with shit world. Got it. Yep. It only deals with front row rear guard, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It also doesn't do anything intrinsically aside from that. Like, the prison functions as a prison. Right. Yeah. This just changes the state of the game. Um, yeah. I love the art on these, though. Yeah. Uh, and then the grade two from this chain is um, Cardinal Noid Cubicia. Mm, has an auto one van that when you put a world... Uh, a, a, when your world is put into your order zone, you can choose one of your units and give it 5k. So presumably you'll play the world that you got on when you ride on grade one uh, and then give 5k using Cubicia to someone, right? Yeah, and then it's a rear guard effect is during your turn if your world is abyssal dark knight, it gets powerful. So basically, when you have a when you have two uh, worlds in your order zone, then it'll be a 15k attacker. Yeah, which is pretty nice. Which becomes extra relevant when we get to our grade three cardinal days orfist. So. Continuous Vanguard Rearguard Circle. During your turn, if your world is Dark Knight or Abyssal Dark Knight, it gets power plus 5,000, so it's an 18k attacker on its own. On Rearguard Circle, and then, on Rearguard too. 
Yeah, which is really nice. And then Act Vanguard Circle. If your world is Abyssal Dark Knight, you can Cower Blast 2 and call up to three Shadow Army tokens to Rearguard Circle. Your world changes when you play a specific order. Shadow Army has power plus 15,000 and boosts. So the Shadow tokens are all grade 1 boosters that are 15k. And they don't die at the end phase. You just have them. Yeah, you don't <laughs> yes. From then on. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, as much as I'm pretty I... sure you just don't play grade ones in this deck. Yeah. <laughs> as as much as I like the arts and as much as I like different card mechanics, this is going to be a pain in the ass to teach to people. Why? Like learning the game. I don't think so. Actually, no. what I what I really like about Overdress so far, and this might be a controversial opinion, I don't think it is, but it could be. I think a lot of people I've, I, I know share this opinion with me as well. We've really, the ride deck, the existence of the ride deck has really unlocked deck building. Yes. Like, yes. There's no longer, like, I need to have, like, at least this many grade ones, at least this many grade twos. Like, that, that just doesn't exist anymore because you always mm -hmm. have it. You can have decks that have one grade one in it if you want it. Yeah. Because yeah. it just doesn't, it's just not important to have, you know, like, 12, 14 grade ones in your deck. Like, you're probably going to have five grade ones in this deck because you're going to play PGs. Yeah. Well, especially, and, and especially like I said a couple weeks ago about uh, grade ones having 5k shield, like, you're, the shield isn't tied to the deck building either. Mm -hmm. So, whatever. <laughs> right. I, don't, I think there's enough reminder text all over the place that people can figure this out. Yeah. I and, like, so. a lot of things are still pretty natural. Like, pretty much you just ride and call stuff, right? Ask them in fact. Mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. like, I also think teaching people will be really easy. I, yeah. th I think it'll just be, like, kind of intimidating from an, like, outside perspective if someone goes, what are you doing? You're like, all right, uh, I ride. Uh, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Ride... doesn't. <laughs> that, game people all, that, people, that game gets people back all the time, no matter what new mechanics they do. I was gonna yeah. say I'm pretty. I I have never insinuated at any point that Yu-Gi-Oh was simple or understandable. I still get <laughs> confused about Pendulum, um, and I I've you know I've played that game for five years and check in every now and again. So the secret is to just not play any decks that have Pendulums in them. That's pretty much what I ended up doing. Um, pendulums are real bad because because uh, correct it's correct me if I'm wrong because just make sure I understand properly the master rule change that happened several years ago they've reverted it for everything except pendulums right yes. yeah gotcha yeah the, the master rule being like you needed link arrows to summon stuff right right so link yeah. arrows are mostly mostly useless now is that the idea uh I you're mostly just using link arrows for the link arrow effects like if this is linked with this thing yeah. <laughs> and. Just to summon, like, other Link monsters, because it turns out having synchro summons that don't require a tuner is just really good. Yeah, I was just really confused, because I was like, well, why does this still exist? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Much. Were uh, there any final statements on all of the Link Joker quote-unquote <laughs> cards? Um, they look like Orchists from Yu-Gi-Oh, and I like them. <laughs> I do think it looks like a pretty strong deck because this is probably the easiest deck to just hit columns on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I think what's what 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 I find interesting about um, Orphist is so you ha so by itself it gets a 33k column in the center, which yeah. assuming once you activate his um, secondary effect. Yeah, 33 is guaranteed three cards, right? Or no, it's two, it's two. Tr so it's 20k 25k shields. So that's either three cards or two triggers yes 
which mm-hmm. is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the, every other column, like at minimum, is going to be tw- is going to be twenty five, right? Yep. Which is uh, two cards or a trigger. So if you can yeah. if if you get enough decent attackers, like uh, if you get like another grade three attacker, say. Yeah. This could be really gross. Yes, it can. Heck, if you're going first, that's 25 into 10, so that's already guaranteed two cards. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially because you don't have to... Aside from the counterblast, the Shadow Army tokens, like, you don't really need to commit much from your hand to the board. As long as your opponent keeps giving you counterblast, you can keep refilling your board. Half yep. of your board, I might add. This isn't a call a, you know, a vision token. This is your half of your board. Um... You can even so do, we, like, an L shape where you have, like, a 30k column plus him with his booster. So you're actually not looking to call very many of your rear guards mm-hmm. um, yeah. because your back row is going to be full already. So mm-hmm. any any X, any bonus cards they print for Brain Cake, like, like, let's say they print a grade 2 that gets bonus shield and Brain Cake. Yeah. That card's good in this deck. Yeah. Because you don't need to commit that much from hand. So having any extra shield in your cards is going to be very valuable. Mm-hmm. You would even just play, like, 10k Interceptors in this deck, because I think by your second turn, if your opponent didn't get rid of the Shadow Arby, you can just call two more and have 30k. Do we have a 10k Interceptor in the, in this stuff yet? I think I have a 10k as a grade one. I see. Yeah, I'm just kind of... Oh, here we go. It's it when it intercepts, soul blast one. So, yeah, there's a grade two for... um. Uh, for Dragon Empire, that when it intercepts, Soul Blast 1 get 5k. Mm-hmm. So it so stands to reason you so get it, something it could, similar. Uh, yeah, it, gets anything like this. Uh, yeah, and then there's the um, Counterblast 1 for uh, Dark States that gets shield plus 5. So yeah, it's very reasonable yeah. that they get something that gets plus shield. I don't know what the cost will be, I don't know what the condition will be, but any card that does that in this deck is probably very worth it. Yes. Yeah. Ah, uh, damn it. Auto- autonomic caution needs a prison, so that doesn't work. Yeah. Is, is that the guy that gets 5k if something's imprisoned? Or... Yep. Yeah. I mean, again, we've only, like, we're, we're missing so many commons and writers and stuff. Like, well, we got time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not super worried about, um, like, them not having enough cards. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that we're just going to find, like, it's just, we just need to see them, like, once they appear. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm wondering if, like, as the opponent of uh, of the Brantgate player in this case, when when you see them start riding up the Noids, do you go, "All right, do I just uh, start killing their rear guards and uh, hope that's not enough for them to like really make a make a board with these stupid tokens?" Because if you only give them one counter blast at a time, you can severely kneecap them. Yeah, yeah, I think. But like I think, but what else is shooting counterblast on? Well, that's the thing is, I think if you just keep them at the one counterblast so that they can't call the shadow army tokens, then yeah, but you have to win. Yeah, I mean, you could do that up to grade three, but you have to win the game eventually. It's kind of the idea, right? Yeah, yeah. or you let them do it like... once and then. Well, that's the thing. I think after you get your first grade three turn, I think you care less because then mm-hmm. you can probably leverage. You have all of your own abilities, and you've probably gained a bit of momentum. So if you can just kneecap that first raid three turns so you're not dropping all those cards immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. This is a I, dumb question, but what kind of, what's the card type on a uh, prison? But, I don't believe so. Alright, good. That'd be really lame. I would hope not. I'm just dunno. Cause can you play both? Is that 
I mean, there's nothing stopping you from putting both in your deck. Oh, not so much that. I mean, like, can you physically have them yeah, at the same time? No. Probably. Does it say there's a limit on, or on order cards that you could have set? Because you can have multiple uh, world cards and from the yeah. other stuff. Yeah, so I'm looking at the English text. Uh, the prison says set order slash prison, so oh, nice. I am now looking at... Oh, it's still in Japanese, but I assume I still see the slash there, so I assume that it says set order slash world. Okay, cool. Perfect. That's all I wanted to know. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the confusion. That is okay. It's good to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that would have been interesting, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, so, triggers, uh, the reminder text... The, the, the stuff we thought was in effect is reminder text, meaning that for the foreseeable future anyway... Uh, triggers do not have effects in D-series, in Overdress, so... Mm -hmm. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't have effect triggers in V, did we? Aside uh, from drop EGs, obviously. Yeah, just drop EGs. No, that yeah. Would, yeah that, that's pretty much all we have is drop EGs. Um, uh, I, think... I am a little concerned about the position of fronts right now. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like they're not amazing, especially since a lot of the decks right now have ways of gaining power. Like, maybe Eugene will be okay with fronts because he's kind of lacking that power unless you pay a bunch of resources, but, like, Hexa Orb gives you an extra 10k when you check a trigger, so you can put the trigger power on one and 10k on the other. You effectively have a front. Mm-hmm. And I think I would rather just have the extra damage from a crit at that point. Uh, Borrow Magnus calls things with power, and he's very big on his own. We just saw Orphist, who was also quite large. Uh, Overdress is quite large. Just I think most decks make good power on their own, and then there's uh, Magnolia, which wants back row, so front triggers don't even affected all that much and you have persona ride to give your front row 10k so i just i'm not sure what the position of fronts is going to be now that we have all these different ways of gaining power already do you think that that episode we did about stand triggers like five years ago <laughs> made it so that they never made stand triggers again what if we shot ourselves in the foot <laughs> good <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, I, Imagine I don't know. It's just it seems like they've always struggled to find that fourth trigger because like draws are always going to be a thing for when your deck doesn't have enough advantage. Crits would let you win faster, so most decks will usually play some amount of crits. Most decks will also play heals because not losing. And also the decks that don't play you heals generally replace them with more crits yeah. do you think we're gonna end up in the late in a g situation where like because fronts are probably going to have the lowest priority in terms of triggers that they're gonna start printing a bunch of skill fronts maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. also do we know if the set is going to be printing any new triggers because otherwise we are going to be forced to play rainbows just from the tvs yeah, I hope that's we not do not know yet. That's what it is. We'll I hope they give out. you that they like give you something else so you can have like two. Or three. Like I, but I am wondering like because if they don't print new triggers that or they just reprint triggers from the TD so that if you didn't necessarily buy the TDs you can still get triggers. 
That would mean you're forced to play Rainbow at least for this first set, so that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, so it, it, like, teaches you how to survive mm-hmm. under that. Yeah, but also it would just, like, reduce the prominence of critical triggers, I think. Feels like crits have always had their place in the game, and it's very, very rare that decks deviate from that. And, you know, sometimes getting hit with a critical trigger just isn't fun. Yeah, for real. I'm wondering if like if there's any other like direction they can go into. I, I don't know if they necessarily want to, like mm-hmm. swing in besides uh like that is a yeah. thought I've had is like what if they reduce the number of triggers or just did something to reduce their prominence in the game because it is in fact not fun. But then at the same time we already have cards that are manipulating triggers, so I doubt that's going to happen anytime soon. I just. It's hard to know what else they could do with a trigger, because we have the over-trigger, which is, like, kind of interesting. And I guess we do have skill triggers in that form. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you know, heals, draws, and crits are just kind of part of the game at that point. It's just, what fourth thing could they possibly do? Because we've had restanding a rear guard that's had minor impact until late G when you were forced to play ones with good skills. And then, like, fronts have never been a thing except for the couple of decks that really needed it, like uh, God Hand and Maelstrom that one time. Or, like, just losing Excel Gifts, I think, really kind of ruins the front. Could, yeah. Yeah. But honestly, even in, like, when we've been playing games together, there have been several points where you hit a front trigger. Like, you probably would have been in a better position if that was a critical. Are you talking about our recording session from this last weekend? Like, every not time? Just that, not <laughs> just that one, but, like, a lot of our recording sessions. Whenever you hit a front trigger, it's like, boy, that would have been really bad if it was a critical. You mean really I'm good if it was a critical? I'm just looking at and I'm like, I don't even know how many crits he plays. I'm going to assume it's, like, zero. <laughs> you are correct, I, sir. It's I just zero assumed right he now. played zero at some point or another, and I'm like, uh, I've not seen one. I've not seen you guard with one. <laughs> yeah. So I just had, I was like, oh, I guess your Vanguard doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll take it at four. Oh, okay, cool. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh, something. Although, yeah, I guess uh, yeah, and you're playing only um, Hamskays in that one, right? Yeah, I just I I didn't want to take all the oh no, I get stuff. You. Yeah, I get you. What was great about Tachi is that I have to tr- I'd have to change out like seven cards and I'd be from standard to premium at least when I was playing Angerblader. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, ignore G-Zone, switch out summon guards. Yeah. There you go. That's the way to do it. But now I have Gaia, so it's, like, more complicated yeah. than that. Do you think they're ever going to bring back uh, effect things? Effect triggers? Uh, I hope not, but we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. I feel or like they at do. most they're going to... They might do the, like, put it into soul, give something a minor amount of power. Yeah, I like those ones, actually. Yeah, I hope they bring those back just so you could do things like, uh, what's his name? Um, you, you could do Eugene, where it's like, rest the thing um, mm-hmm. for the retire and then shove in the soul. Yeah, I feel like that, that would have uh, fit better. But yeah. You can awesome. do it in premium! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also, like, now that we know all of the alternate grade 3 bosses, which one do you think interests you the most right now? I don't know, I didn't really care about Eugene this morning, but after all that talk we just had, I'm much more intrigued. Alright. Um, 
<laughs> that's not to say he's my favorite. I'm just saying he he's like most improved. If that's a... yeah, the one that surprised me that I like the most is Bastion. Hmm. But I really like the support around it because it should that deck just hits really hard. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Like that deck is always going. Yeah. I, it's funny how everyone thought Keter Sanctuary was like the worst, and then it turns out that Bastion just hits really hard. Apparently having three 23k columns at least is pretty good. Yeah. Like, does every single attack... Like, like the 2k that Bastion gives to your grade three is, like, really huge. Mm-hmm. Because that means you're at 15 plus 8. Isn't Bastion technically the, the TD one, though? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's why I'm surprised I like that one. Oh, as wow. far as that one goes, I think um, the Alchemagic guy... Zorga? He's okay. Yeah, I think that card's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of really cool ones. Uh, the set one ones, I, I like Eugene a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, like by, but but like I, I, I again, like it's very dependent on what kind of cards they have. Otherwise, mm-hmm. um, uh, other than that, I'm just kind of like just waiting to see. But yeah. I think I think I like, man, I don't know. None of them feel like absurd to me. Mm-hmm. They all feel just pretty good, solid. Yeah, they're solid. That's good. Yeah, but uh, I do like the. Uh, but I, I, do, I do like some of the TD bosses a lot. Yeah, the TD bosses are actually like super interesting. The Stoic Ko one, especially, I'm a, a huge fan of that wolf. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very interested. I am very interested to see where Overdress will go because I feel like there's a lot of design space they can use with this mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that. I feel like Dragon Empire is just like, I'm going to pick up stuff for Dragon Empire and then wait to see when they get better. I mean, you're, the main, you're the main character's clan. You'll you'll get some yeah. nation. Well, you'll... only for playing Nirvana, you're the main character, actually. That's mm-hmm. true. But yeah, yeah, we'll I think... get more stuff. Um, I got to go with Baron Magnus as my uh, my set guy. Yeah, that's a really cool one, too. Yeah. One, but it's the... very DI, so. <laughs> DI and Pale Moon, because it's sucking board call two things. Mm-hmm. So no, that card's really good. That card's really good. Yeah, Baro Magnus looks like it'll be really good. I just of course and unsure how it goes against Brant Gate, uh prison variant. So mm-hmm. that'll be a fun time. Uh I am very interested to see if Hexa Orb ends up doing anything like the way Imperial Daughter was in mm. uh, V, but we also don't have protect gifts anymore, so not being able to get a free PG might just make it weak enough that it's not that bad. Oh, you got a good point. That is yeah. something I didn't really consider, was, like, No More Imaginary Gifts is, like, that was the main portion of V that everyone was paying attention to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, e- even with cards that don't have the, like, the D effect, like, it doesn't really affect people's uh, decision to play it or not. Because you're just like, whatever, it's 10k to the front row. I can yeah. live without that versus All like right. a whole new rear guard circle. The same card, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also, new... like we haven't actually seen anything that doesn't have Persona Ride yet. It just means you really, yeah, that's true. It just means you really want to play four of a card. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to play like I'm gonna play two of this grade. Like if you play like two of a grade three, you're saying this. I don't want to see this grade three in multiples any game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's now a very clear question because if you ever want to ride it, you might as well play a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like that that could be just your your four and that's it um, mm-hmm. like you were saying yep. yeah 
but we'll see because we know Keeter's going to play. That deck's going to play twenty grade threes. Yeah, and there's really nothing is. to stop it. From doing. It's going to play yeah. like a grade two. The single why grade play, two. Why would you play more than one grade two in that deck? Yeah. Uh, well, you could put in the like OTT grade two to stack your deck. Sure. Other than that, but otherwise, they're just like I'm going to have grade threes and grade ones that boost my grade threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like mm-hmm. orders and shit that you know let me draw cards. But you also have grade threes that make your grade threes into boosters. So like you don't even need yeah. that many grade ones too. Right, so, so you play yeah. lots of grade threes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, yeah. I guess, get aggressive, because you're probably not going to be very much in the way of defense. But Exactly, but turning cards sideways more than once is always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you suck in your whole board and then call it call out two new guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so now we know at least the like major broad strokes of what this set is hell yeah right i so can't wait to see the uh the the the, the td support really mm-hmm. excited i Me know too. i really want to know what this alternate virina does oh my god like and, and it seems wait the only overdress unit we've seen was for dragon empire right yeah yes so that seems to be exclusively their gimmick interesting interesting so we kind of went back and forth on that. We were like, "All right, original. It's going to be just for Dragon Empire. Oh, maybe not." And then, and then now we're back to. So the overdress is referring to the main character specifically. Yes. yes. Interesting. Interesting. And everyone else has their own uh, own 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 gimmick, which I assume <laughs> will be a part of their uh, backstory or something. Yeah. I yep. hope that deals with playstyle and not with like the game design of like oh it's a rock paper scissors thing where this doesn't work against like i really hope that doesn't end up happening number monsters can only be defeated by other number monsters thank you <laughs> like that <laughs> although if irena ends up being a grade two that might that would make the td support for dragon empire one of the ones where there's just no grade three triple r mm, nothing nothing like a cheaper deck right uh, I well, I mean, you're still gonna have to play whatever grade triple R the Virena is. What if it overdresses onto Virena and it's a grade three? <laughs> that would be interesting. I'm listening. <laughs> no, I've nothing. I've nothing. Oh, 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 got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think this is probably uh, a good place to uh, to stop. And to the listener, I ask you. Uh, who, who's like alternate set of uh, ride, ride up, ride chain, whatever you want to call it? What's most interesting to you? Is it the Orfisto stuff? Is it the Dragon Empire stuff, or anything in between? You can find us on uh, Twitter at Nexus at Nights, uh, also on Instagram, or if you want to support the show, Patreon.com/slash Nexus at Night. You get a whole free ass bonus show every week with us and sometimes a guest. Uh, guys, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Wiggins, two Z's, two Z's. Find me at Plasma Clips. And then find me at Atlas Novak uh, in the same place as I just mentioned. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you on Sunday if you're a patron. I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody.